This year, due to the circumstances that we're all dealing with, I'm more reflective than I've been in a long time. Like everyone, I have specific and vivid memories that have shaped my past and who I am today. It's time to explore them. I don't think of myself as someone who shares, but supposedly, it's cathartic. So here goes. I've never had an emotionally positive relationship with money. As a kid, I grew up in a financially stable family. My father, an electrical engineer, always worked, made good money, and never seemed to be in fear of losing his job. My mom worked on and off throughout our childhood and beyond as a physical therapist. It seemed like she could step into and out of the workforce depending on her desires and the needs of the family. I got an allowance as a kid, and I don't remember what it was. The only object I ever remember purchasing with my allowance was a Super Nintendo. I saved for months in order to get it, and in hindsight, it wasn't a good purchase. I purchased a total of two games for the system, NBA Jam and Street Fighter 2. And after playing those for a little bit, the system collected dust, and I assume at some point was just thrown out in the trash. Anyways, this is a long-winded way of saying that I never thought about money as a kid. I was never forced to. I also understand that this is a completely and utterly privileged view, but I didn't realize it at the time. In middle school, my dad tried to get me interested in the stock market. He opened an account for me when I was a minor and sat me in front of the computer and had me research funds before picking one. It wasn't exciting. It was a chore. I picked my fund, my dad purchased it, and I never thought about it again. Once in a while, he forced me to look at the account's performance, and I saw that it had gone up or down by a couple bucks. Big whoop. I made $3 in play money. I think at some level, I understood the importance of investing, but I wasn't interested in it. In high school, we played an investing game senior year. My team purchased an aggressive mutual fund, and a couple of healthcare companies focused on medications to alleviate side effects when someone quit smoking. We were killed by the team that invested everything in Microsoft. I went off to college, and here's where my privileged upbringing comes roaring back into the picture. I didn't have to get any loans. My grandparents started saving for college for all of their grandkids long ago. That savings had accumulated, and it paid for all four years of my Big Ten education. My senior year was the only time I saw that money. Because the funds were getting used up that year, my family closed the account, which they owned, and shifted all the money into my bank account before I paid for tuition and rent and all the other expenditures of college life my senior year. It was incredible to see such a large amount of money on the paper receipt of my bank account, even if just for a short amount of time. I left college with about $2,000 left over and started my supposedly adult life. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but this is where my dad's early action had a huge influence on my life. While I didn't know what I wanted to do long term, I knew that I needed to know about money and investing, regardless of what I did. I went to work for a large financial corporation, and I learned. I was still safe. I didn't have to think about money. I was making it. I was saving in a 401k. I lived in a city where I knew no one and didn't do anything, so my monthly expenditures were next to nothing. At work, there were times when we weren't busy, so I was allowed to voluntarily take time off, and for months at a time I worked for no more than 20 hours a week, while still putting away money in the bank. Things drastically changed for me emotionally, 
after my wife and I bought a house. That's when money became real. I went from someone with no debt, who'd been blessed never having to worry about money, to someone with an imaginary boulder, which was a $200,000 mortgage dangling over my head. I also wasn't solely in charge of my financial picture anymore. I had a partner. We both made money, and we both spent money. My brain struggled with this and has ever since. I gave up running our bills years ago. Doing so made me freak out. I'd see the quantity of what was going out and decide to lock down. This was even though we made more than we spent. It was draconian in nature, but more impactfully, it made me miserable, which made my wife miserable. In a passive-aggressive nature, I'd try to make her feel bad about money which she spent. And to be clear, she has never been bad with money. She's never wasted it. She's never spent it on frivolous things. But I can't handle it. As my life advances, the general trend line is that I've made more and spent more. When I look at those two lines, the only one I see is the expenditures. Who can forget the words of the immortal notorious B.I.G.? Mo money, mo problems. This was true of a multi-million dollar rapper, and it's also true for me, someone who made much, much less than that. I think this is somehow built into my DNA. I think back on my grandfather, the one who saved money so his grandkids could go to college without assuming debt. This summer, I went through his letters to my grandmother while he was stationed in Europe during World War II. There were several themes that popped up again and again. One of those was a concern over money. He asked multiple times to be updated on the balances in different accounts. He wrote with concern about my grandmother spending too much on day trips to local cities. He sent money back to her from his paycheck that he didn't need with specific directions on how to save it, checkings versus savings or bonds. This focus on personal finances at times overshadowed the experience he was having, which wasn't a positive one and the happiness of my grandmother. At times, he was obsessed, and I've seen that same obsession in me since the purchase of our first home in 2005. I don't know how my emotional connection with money will continue to evolve as I drive further into my 40s. I think this year has been better for me, a year in which I'm not making money, a year in which I'm again privileged to focus on my family and myself instead of my wallet but I question whether the learnings of 2020 will carry over to the rest of my life or whether my obsessive financial impulses will take over again. Time will tell, but I'm hopeful that I'm a better man tomorrow than I was yesterday in all matters of this life, including my emotional connection to money. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe to it, share it with a friend, and leave a review on the podcasting service of your choice. Thanks again.